Welcome to another wonderful episode of Encounter Grow Witness, a podcast in the Archdiocese of Detroit for our tremendous and faithful lay ecclesial ministers working in mission direct in parishes and uh, doing all the work to help build up a community of joyful missionary disciples. And this is so much fun because we are finally in person. Beth, it's great to see you. I know. I see all of you. We are actually <laughs> in know. the flesh. It's I kind know. of crazy. I couldn't wear shorts this time with my clerical okay, shirt. Okay, that's getting right? a little personal. <laughs> that's getting a little personal. Ron doesn't want to hear about that. Our producer's not interested. <laughs> Neither are our listeners. Uh, well, this is really great. It's really fun. I feel like we're kind of on the doorstep of summer now yeah. and uh, you know obviously not totally out of the pandemic but a good way towards uh, defeating it and um, just a, just a great joy so uh, I'm excited to be with you and I'm excited for our topic that we're going to talk about today um, so Beth why don't you kind of like uh, lead us into that Lead us in. Well, we are just realizing that transition is a big thing mm. that all of us are dealing with right now here in the Archdiocese of Detroit and even globally if we think of transitioning from this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and we're also just transitioning to summer. So I want to hear about favorite summer memories. Yeah. I, I, for me, I, we spent, I, I think there was several summers in a row where I went to the pool every single day. <laughs> every single day by myself. I'd walk myself there, play at the pool, come home. That was like my summer routine. That's awesome. It Did was you, great. And you'd go by yourself or yeah. with friends or others, yeah. just kind of whoever. Whoever this is was what there. I'm, doing. I'm going to the pool. Yeah. That's right. It, yep. Was it a neighborhood pool? Neighborhood pool, yep. Just down the block. Did you have to sneak in? Like, was it sneak someone's in. house? What? No, or? no, it was like a na- like a condominium um, pool. Like, okay. Yeah. So everyone oh, got a pass. And... It's probably bad. I'm thinking of you like jumping sneaking over into a fence a pool. and sneaking, sneaking into, into a, a neighbor's pool. And now admitting pool. it, but I did it <laughs> weekly, <laughs> daily. <laughs> Yeah, it is your number one summer memory. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what about you? Any um, break-ins for you? Any break-ins? Um, well, I don't think I'm going to go that route just yet. Okay, but, uh, all right, the, saving it for later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the um, uh, summer memories I think of, especially I had this wonderful aunt and uncle who were uh, who got married a little bit later in life and uh, didn't have children, and they had a, a cottage up in Traverse City, right on one of the bays there. And they would have myself and some of my siblings and my cousins up uh, mm. for a week in the summer. And it was so much fun. I mean, we would, like you're saying, just yeah. swim all day long. Yep. We'd watch movies at night um, and just kind of hang out. And it was mm. like this idyllic uh, Michigan summer mm. of being up north and, and just kind of swimming and being exhausted. And we would sleep on the on the floor in their kind of living room oh, area. Nice. Just all of us and like, you know, fall asleep watching movies. Oh, and it, it was just so much fun. Uh, that was one of my favorite memories um, for summer. Uh, another one would be we would participate in a local parks and rec program. Mm. Uh, so oftentimes we'd go, you know, during the week to this uh, Parks and Rec program at Bruce D. Collins Elementary School, <laughs> named for the semi-famous astronaut Bruce D. Collins, not Michael Collins, who recently passed away, who was mm-hmm. the one manning um, the spaceship while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed okay. on the moon. Yep. The dude who didn't get to land on the moon, I thought. Yeah. And that is heroic sacrifice. <laughs> anyway, that's not who our school was named for. It was a different astronaut, Bruce Collins. And we would just kind of play games and play sports and uh, had a great time. Did you have any Parks and Rec stuff or anything I don't anything think like we that? really did. I don't think so. I, I think we would sometimes have a babysitter 
Yeah. And then I remember filling Dixie cups with lemonade and putting them in the freezer, and we would put so many in <laughs> that they would. You'd open the freezer, and they would all come out and spill. Mm. So everything was sticky and tasted like lemons. And my mom was so <laughs> mad. She's like, "This is a horrible tradition." So maybe she should have sent us to like a Parks and Rec or something. Run we, us around. We did not have air conditioning for most Ooh. of my childhood, so it was Ooh. almost always outside, Hot. and I just okay. loved. Summer is being outside. I think yeah. lots of us feel that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, these summers a fun time, it's but it's, fun. you know, end of the school year can be a lot of fun and all of the yep. uh, for students. I don't know, maybe not for parents as much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> leading into that. But, uh, you know, the, the new seasons can be fun in different times in our life, but the transition to them can be really challenging. And yeah. we were talking about that just before yeah. we came on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have these seasons and uh, just this week it was cold to start the week and then it got blazing hot in the mm -hmm. middle. And I don't know about everyone else and I'm going to get personal here. I woke up and I was like, I don't have anything to wear. Mm. <laughs> Not for a 90 degree day. I have nothing to wear. I'm like, well, what did I wear last year? Well, people didn't <laughs> see me last year, so it didn't matter <laughs> if I wore ratty things. You right. know? But, um, yeah. So the, the transition to summer, I think, came fast um, in yeah. the weather. Yeah. But I mean, we've also had seasons of transition in our lives. Right. Um, you're coming into a season of transition. I am. Yeah. So uh, the Archbishop, uh, July 1st is the time when new assignments start. And uh, yeah. he's asked me to take on a new assignment, which I'm really excited about. But, yeah. you know, transition is always a bittersweet time. Yeah. So uh, I've been asked to come to Sacred Heart Seminary where we record on uh, Encounter, Encounter Grow Witness. Witness. <laughs> yes. Remember I'm the number one podcast I know. I'm in looking, the whole world. I'm looking at the Unleash the Gospel <laughs> insignia, and I almost said that. <laughs> so where we record uh, Encounter Grow Witness and other podcasts here. So I'll be full-time yeah. at Sacred Heart uh, doing uh, priestly formation, teaching yeah. some classes, yeah. helping with uh, the liturgy here, and I'll be stepping away from my role as Director of Evangelization right. and Missionary Discipleship. Right. So I'm really excited about right. what I'm going to, right. but it is like, it's, it's a lot of goodbyes. Right. And, and not right. to be overly dramatic, because it's not like I won't see people, you know. But not daily, people. not regularly. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be a different <clears throat> rhythm of my life, a different kind of, yeah. you know, day by day. And for me, one of the things, and I like this, but it's challenging. It's like, you have to learn a new set of skills or a, a new um, yeah. a, a new way of doing things that, uh, again, excited about, but it can also be a little intimidating. And yeah. so I think uh, yeah. the change or, or the what I'm looking forward to, I'm excited about. But there is a little bit of sadness in saying goodbye yeah. to what I have been doing because it's been so much fun. I've gotten yeah. to meet you and work yeah. with you and yeah. so many wonderful, uh, joyful missionary disciples yeah. like Ron Pangborn, our wonderful producer. <laughs> he uh, loves it when we mention his name. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he yeah. really wishes we would do it more. So. I, I think it's written into his contract that <laughs> yeah. at least once an episode we have yeah. to give him a shout out. I think that's out. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So it's yeah, been a great joy, a but I'm, uh, you know, uh, transitions are, are challenging um, they are challenging yeah. yeah i kept thinking i was coming into the finish of a transition but it doesn't seem to be happening we keep getting a new transition every <laughs> few months so we i so at i was shrine? At a, yeah at shrine so i was at um a parish for 13 14 years i think all in and then moved to shrine we had to move my whole family moved so yeah. like new area new new landscape new cultural references all of that so we started 
at Shrine. And then nine months into my time there, when I was just starting to feel settled, knew the pastor called to be a bishop. And so then yeah. the whole parish then in transition and then waiting with that and then waiting for several months. Who will be the new pastor? Who will be the new pastor? New pastor. Three weeks later, worldwide pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> like, OK, pandemic keeps going. Pandemic starting to wind down. Families of parishes. Yeah. OK, <laughs> like, let's just keep going with the transition. But it, it's a lot. And I, I think. For me, I think when, when it was announced that Bishop McClure was going to transition on, of course, I was sad. And then I also thought, well, I guess I'm newer here, so maybe it's maybe it's not as hard for me to see things change because I haven't been yeah. here as long. So maybe like I almost felt like maybe like there's some way that I can be like an encouragement to people on staff or like, you know, just per- parish leaders, right, to help yeah. them like just through the transition. And, you know, that didn't happen to be the case. <laughs> it turned out I was vulnerable to the transition just like everyone else because there's so many feelings. And, yeah. you know, when things get changed, I mean, it's just everybody has a reaction to it, you know. I think the kids so, say it's oof. all the feels. That's all what I've learned. Feels. All the feels. Yes. Which uh, sounds like nonsense, but I, I think it's legit. Young yeah, people I think speak. so, too. Um, yeah. 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 So there's always good parts of transition, things we're yeah. happy about um, yeah. that uh, – you know, because uh, uh, there can be really sad and difficult transitions. But, yep. you know, you're talking about uh, Monsignor McClory becoming yeah. Bishop McClory. And right, which is th- great. Yeah, that was great. There was a lot it's of celebrating great. with that, right? Yeah. You were and not- Father Horn's great. Yeah. So yeah. it's all great. I think change gets a bad rap because people think, oh, I hate change. But actually, people love change. Like, they keep making new kinds of chips and new flavors of ice cream mm. and new this and new that, new fashion. We love new. We love new. What the we n- hate is transition. Yeah. <laughs> we hate transition. Because <laughs> that's the work. Yeah, yeah it's right? the work of yeah. moving from one thing to the next, right? Yeah. There and has to be some sort of death, unfortunately. Right. Now I'm being dramatic. A death. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> right? That's my job, Beth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to be the yeah. level-headed one. Oh, level-headed. So, okay, yeah. I'll make a note of it. No. Yeah. Um, but it, no, you're right. There does have to be a kind of death and a letting go, and I, I see that in my work uh, as I get yeah. closer to transitioning. You know, there's a yeah. number of things that I'm letting go of. And right. Um, right. One, one of the really... Uh, kind of my own personality about like, no, 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 I think this is the right way to do it just uh, like this. Yeah. Like you have to let go of that. Yeah, you have and to let go. And someone's going to oh. do it differently. Right, um, right. And in some ways that won't be as good, right? Right, <laughs> but probably in, but in, in every other way, ways, right? <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, right. Uh, But That's in lots true. of other ways it'll be better because yeah. I have my own blind spots true. or my own ways of kind of missing things. True. So, I was uh, feeling bad when I left my previous parish because I felt like there were all these people that I was letting down or something to step away from the different things I was yeah. leading. And I felt really bad about it. And in prayer, I felt the Lord say like a word of encouragement, but also kind of a hard word of like, it was not, ne- this was never yours to begin with. It mm. like, it never belonged to you. Yeah. These people in this parish and this community, it, it's, it's always been mine. So it was, it was just very, a very humbling, like, appreciate your help here, Beth. I think yeah. I'll be all right <laughs> from the almighty one. <laughs> like, okay, well that makes sense. Of course. Yeah, you'll be you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go. All right, fine. I'll just go. <laughs> yeah. You know my uh, my staff seems really excited that I'm leaving. Oh. They're very uh, <laughs> enthused and ready for it. So uh, we've That's been having funny. a lot of fun with that uh, as we as we move to July first in that yeah. transition. So yeah. Um, did you have a time? So this for me is a pretty yeah. dramatic transition moment. Uh, yeah, it is in my life, and I'm really kind of you know again excited, but. Uh, I'll be missing some things. Did I'm you sure. was coming to Shrine one of the biggest kind of transitions in your professional in life? In my professional life, yes. I also um, did work at a cafe as a barista uh, for only three days. 
Okay. So that was a really big transition for me, both when I started and then when I gave my two weeks notice on day three. And they, they, they <laughs> ended up choosing not to have me continue the whole time, which wow. I was surprised by, you know, but also grateful. Was um, this during the <laughs> pandemic or no. was this uh, pre- <laughs> was it during the <laughs> pandemic? Um, yeah. So no, uh, professionally, sure. Yes. I think this was the biggest transition I've had. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my whole family moved. So yeah. that alone would be pretty significant. Yeah. 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 Well, do you have any thoughts for us on first, you know, I thought we could just talk about the unhealthy ways to cope with transition because there's so many. Yeah. And we seem to be really good at finding those ways <laughs> to cope. So I thought maybe we could give our listeners some just some fresh ideas if they're looking for unhealthy ways to yeah, cope. Yeah, it's always Does fun to talk good? about the <laughs> like the mistakes, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the ways we can do it. And uh, yeah. I think we can turn to lots of things and look for comfort in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, you know, talked with a lot of people during the pandemic, too, who, who struggled with that. Right. Yeah. That Like just not knowing what to do. And you can yep. turn into kind of levels of comfort, whether it's eating or yeah, drinking eating more for sure. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And it can also, you know, uh, I know one of the big temptations, challenges can be turning towards uh, just social media, yep. Internet, um, yep. Netflix, just kind of just kind of wasting time in that way Um, because transitions often make us um, we just don't know what to do as much (laughs) and so you know you can feel like uh, I don't want to say powerless but kind of powerless right Um, where you're not able to kind of like okay I I know what I should be doing I know how to do it and I want to do it you're kind of in this limbo area yeah and I know we'll talk about families of parishes in a little bit but I I think that's a real challenge as we think about that specifically for our audience for both of our listeners that they uh both of our (laughs) listeners (laughs) yeah you and me (laughs) yeah no no as as we think about that so I think one of the challenges can be turning towards other kind of comforts in our lives yeah. that are not good for us yeah. but it can also be um just shutting down in yeah, some way where, where i stop down. engaging Boy. with yeah. um with yeah. you know things that are, are helping yeah. me grow to be the man or woman meant i to think be. It, i think part of that shutting down can just mean like we stop doing like all the things that normally we would keep doing mm. right like just even the normal parts of our job and ministries right like but then people start they, like we come to a point where we're like well i don't know if this will happen one day so maybe i should stop you yeah. know and there is a part of that right but i <laughs> try and i started joking like when we were waiting for a new pastor to be named i i started joking i was like well i think even when we have our new pastor we'll still want to purchase kleenex so like there are some <laughs> things that we can really continue to do <laughs> even yeah. as we wait because otherwise it sort of felt like everything got put on hold and then there was a lot of sitting around and yeah. waiting perhaps more than there needed to be yeah and I think in a parish setting, this is where things like Amazing Parish can be so helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pastor obviously has to be the one that the buck stops with and the one in charge. Yeah. But the pastor doesn't need to be the one signing off on buying Kleenex. That's what I thought. So we went ahead and bought ahead. it, and and it turned out to be great. Father Horn was glad. That so. was a bold move. <laughs> a know. bold move. Well, the that. world needs bold leadership. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, when people can't, Yeah. Uh, I think another another way that I see um, unhealthy coping with transition is uh, both dragging your feet and complaining. Mm. Um, I think it's easy to do that. Um, there's always there's always something to complain about. It really can fill yep. the time <laughs> of day. Um, yeah, and I know that's of course an unleash the gospel. Of course, that bad habit 
complaining. Right? Yeah, and I, I think you're you're right to identify that. I've that's been something on my mind a lot more. Um, just because there's something wrong doesn't give us an excuse <laughs> to complain about it, right? Because yeah. there's always going to be problems. Right. You know, we live in a very right. imperfect world. Our leaders yep. are imperfect. They're yep. going to make decisions that we don't agree with 100% True. of the time. And if our mode is just like, let me find fault with yeah. this or let me yeah. highlight the things I don't like, yeah. um, yep. that robs us of, yeah. of the part we're meant to play. Right. Yeah. Um, very true. St. Paul talks about this. I wish my command of scripture was better, hmm. but I bet you know this. Like where he talks about, like if you judge the law, you're not an observer of the law because oh, you're sure. sitting outside the law and looking yep. in on it. Right. You have to be within the law to, to really faithfully observe it. Sure. Um, and I think that happens with, you know, the life of the church. Like if you yeah. want to be a pundit or a critic, yeah, right, right, on the outside, kind of lobbing faults yep. or pointing things out, yep. that's one way to do it. But if you're in there getting your hands yeah. dirty, really trying to build up the kingdom, yep. then you're you're not going to have time to find fault with every problem. Uh, in right, the church. right, yeah. I I think of I, there was a dear parishioner that I chatted with years ago, and she was always bringing these really insightful ideas, but they were also complaints, like why not this and why this and why is that yeah. like that, you know? And she had great ideas. But at some point, I, I was inviting her into this committee, and I wanted to know if she could make the switch from kind of finding mm-hmm. fault to being part of the solution. So yeah. I really had to just point, like, ask her, you have great vision and great ideas. Like, what would it feel like for you to step in and, like, begin to be part of the solution in some of these things, you know? And she had to really think about it. Yeah. But I think she found it really freeing to imagine because she hadn't thought that was a possibility, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe complaining happens when we do feel like we don't have any control, right? Yeah. Um, that someone else is in charge and we don't like the way they're doing it. <laughs> so we just kind of passive aggressively complain, right? Um, yeah, yeah, there's one person at uh, at one of the masses where I, places where I celebrate mass um, who who follows along meticulously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their 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 missile the missile sure. lot and they follow along meticulously and and I I can see every now and then I notice them you know they're following very closely and every time I like. Yeah misstate a word in the gospel or in the <laughs> prayer, I hear about it they after mass. They Yeah, ah. they're like, now, Father, you made this change in this right. prayer. Why did you do that? Oh. And I'll say, I don't know. I got distracted for uh. a minute. I misread <laughs> it, right? Like, made a mistake. And I was oh. thinking, you know, like, wow. man, what a, like, I just don't, wow. you can't enter into prayer. Or you can't enter yeah, into what hard. the mass is meant right. to be. We need it, to get someone like that on quality <laughs> control. <laughs> yeah. Is there, like, can she measure the cups and make sure we have enough pens and those sorts of things? Uh, that would be a great way great. to kind of move that into a Because we do need those we gifts, but perhaps they're not as well received as a critique <laughs> after you've celebrated mass. Well, and, and oh. I just think, like, it's not a way to enter into what God wants to do for Probably us, not. right? Like, Probably there's a way not. to say, I want to make sure the liturgy is celebrated reverently right. and accurately. But I I also don't need to be the self-appointed, you know, proof editor of everything that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have one other unhealthy way to um, cope with transition, and that is becoming a source of division, Mm. which is not so unlike complaining, but it is still, I think, different. Um, And I was just reading Pope Francis's um, On the Joy of the Gospel, which I I have the unfortunate habit of quoting it in most things that I do because I just find it to be very useful. Um, But there was, um, he said, how many wars take place within the people of God and in our different communities? Then he goes on to say, how many wars are caused by envy and jealousy even among Christians? Mm. It always pains me greatly to discover how some Christian communities and even consecrated persons can tolerate different forms of enmity, division, calumny, defamation, vendetta, jealousy, and the desire to impose certain ideas at all costs. 
even to persecutions. Whom are we going to evangelize if this is the way we act? Mm. I mean, I was just reading through that and it felt like just a, a you know, comparable to the bad habits and unleash the gospel. Yeah. But I was just reading through that and I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah, right. We become this, a source of division in this transition, right? Because we feel all the feels. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it. So yeah, that's my last really good bad idea for yeah. coping with transition. Well, I, I think you're right on there. I think it, you and Pope Francis yeah, are, are yeah, together you know. on well, the same we, page Well, I helped there. him, you know. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's right that, you know, when we become a source of division that uh, – um, and this might come across wrong, so I'll say because it's a podcast and you can say lots of things on podcasts. That's so, true. Uh, there, there's a desire we want to have for what's right yeah. and what's true, but we yeah. don't want the way we go about that to undermine the message we're trying to convey. Yeah. And Benedict talked about this when he talked about, like, what does it mean to really express in the liturgy mm-hmm. the depth of what we're doing? Yeah. And he said, we have to do this gradually. If we kind yeah. of approach things with rupture, like, yeah. you know, this is going wrong. Let's flip the switch Ooh. and kind of, like, right. get it the right way. Right. You know, we may have a good end in mind, but the means we we use to go yeah. about it or, or even that change yeah. undermines our goal. And yeah. I think that's what yeah. the Holy Father, Pope Francis is saying there yeah. as well as like, okay, even if we have a really good desire to evangelize people or yeah. to, you know, to make sure that theology is being expressed well or yeah. that people are being kind of cared for, mm-hmm. if we do it in a way that causes this division that has mm. this backbiting mm. or I tear someone down to get to this end, uh, I'm undermining my goal. Yeah, and yeah. it won't bear as much fruit. Yeah, if it bears any. Yeah. So let's talk about healthy ways. Yeah, to I suppose deal with we could transition. probably touch on that a little yeah. bit yeah. <laughs> before we wrap up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say yelling and swearing are oh, healthy yeah. ways to deal sure, with it. Sure, I think but so. You had yeah. some better <laughs> healthy ways to deal with yeah. it. So. Yeah, I, I think you know it, this isn't again earth shattering, but I think keeping in mind the universal call to holiness um, in every season of transition. Right? How might God be using this season uh, of transition to invite me to a deeper relationship with yeah. Him, a deeper surrender? Uh, I had this moment in high school, I was on a retreat and I was praying and it, it must have been some, maybe it was my senior year, I don't remember, but I had this vision when I was praying about like that I was standing on this giant ball, right, probably the earth or something, and it was moving all around and mm. I was upside down and I was turned around and everything was very disorienting, but that my feet were planted, my feet were firm and it was like the Lord was saying like, I am your firm foundation, everything is moving, everything is changing, but I am your firm foundation, so fix your eyes Fix your eyes on Jesus, right? Fix yeah. your eyes on him. And that was just That'd be a, a good help. name for a podcast, Eyes on Boy, Jesus. I wonder if it would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I, I'm joking no. too much because it's, it's just good to be in person. And That's right. It other. is good to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, this universal call to holiness that, yeah. you know, God is, needs to be our foundation and that everything yeah. can be for the good if we trust him. Yeah. Um, even if the transition stinks. And I think about that, like, even if it's not what yeah, we wanted, right? That's it's, true. There can be transitions of someone being let go from a job or having yeah. to move away. And certainly we yeah. know this in death, yeah. right? When we lose a parent yeah. or a loved one, like that's a transition that's really sad yeah. and that can be, can rock our world. Yeah. Um, but it true. is a, a tremendous gift of faith yeah. to say, all things work for the good for those who love him. Yeah. And that means that, you know, God is making me, I'll just say me, into mm-hmm. the priest he wants me to be, into mm. the disciple he wants mm. me to be. Yeah. Through 
all of the brokenness I experience in the world or all of the change, the transitions that are kind of exciting but difficult. Yeah. And same with you, Beth, yeah. right? I, I yeah. know I've talked with a number of, your kids are still young. Your mm, oldest, yeah. eight. Confer- eight, okay. So well before confirmation True. age. <laughs> yeah. But just talking with parents as like kids grow up and they begin to move out, like the changing dynamic of yeah. a family and transition there. And that um, that can be a really challenging time. But yeah. our call to holiness is not meant to be static. Yeah. It's meant to be dynamic, that we can be faithful to Jesus in yeah. all the changing circumstances That's of our right. lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of that for me is like moving through the day with expectancy. Yeah. Uh, moving through every day with expectancy, expecting to see God, expecting to hear God, expecting moments of grace to happen. Uh, we were praying with the kids a couple of days ago and we were um, someone, you know, when kids have ideas and you're in prayer time, you generally try to accept whatever the idea is. Mm. You know, like, oh, let's do this. You're like, yeah, OK, <laughs> as long as it's not a bad thing. So one of the kids was like, well, let's just have time in silence and listen for God's voice. And I was like, yeah, great. Let's wow. do it. OK. I was like, yeah, sure. Great. And maybe that just means like maybe, maybe you could just stop reading the book. Right. Mom. <laughs> like, just fine. Great. So we're sitting in silence and my littlest one says, I see the hand of God. And all the kids open their eyes and they're looking around. And I mean, I, I open my eyes too. And I look around, I'm like, wait, really? Are you serious? <laughs> what did you see? You know? But that's just this expectancy, right? The expect- yeah. expectancy of a child, even the, then they started saying, I hear God's voice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope that's true. Like, yes, I keep listening to it. And, you know, but yeah. I'm trying not to fill the silence. I am not the voice of God <laughs> in their lives. But I just think, like, can we, is there a way that we can have that expectancy? especially in these seasons that are more vulnerable, let's be honest, right? I mean, all the staff and all the parishes that are in wave one, of which I am one, right? Yeah. There is a vulnerability of yeah. what will happen, where will we go, what will happen next, who will we, who will we even go with? You know, right. there's just, there's so many questions, right? right. So, but how do we, how do we look with expectancy for the Lord? How do we, um, yeah, just walk with him? Yeah. Yeah. I think of that as the virtue of hope in lots of ways Mm -hmm. you know hope's ultimate goal is looking towards heaven yeah um but hope is also you know on the way there yeah that the same god who promises us heaven well we know you know there's there's the cross and sufferings we have to Mm -hmm. go through like is a loving father who wants to like not give his child a snake when he asks for an egg or give his child a scorpion when he asks for something else good Hmm. Anyway. Bread, probably bread. Bread, yeah, let's yeah. go with bread. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But like a God who wants to give good things right. to his children. Yeah. Um, and I, it's beautiful yeah. when you talk about your own children yeah. kind of having that expectancy. Yeah. And that can be harder as we get older. It can be harder mm. as we go through transitions yeah. and changes that, yeah. uh, that God, just to know that like, yeah, so I guess a couple of different categories here. All things work for the good for those who love him. Yeah. But it's not just kind of grit and bare your teeth <laughs> and get through it because right. there's something right. you know, good on the other side. Like part of part of the journey mm-hmm. is really beautiful, and God wants to give you great things. Yeah, um, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can we can we can have that expectancy even though there is the cross. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who has gone through a lot of challenges in her life. And she has the, she's one of, she works in a parish. um, And she has this wonderful kind of phrase that she's kind of come back to and she's written about that goes, um, you can do hard things. Mm. And I find that so encouraging. Mm. And so um, 
you know, because I know she's been through difficulties and challenges. Um, hmm. But just her, her kind of approach is like, I know this is difficult, but you've got this, right? Yeah. Like you were made to be tough. You were made to endure. You're mm. not, you're not porcelain. Right. <laughs> that, right. Like, you have to be. You have to have bubble wrap around right. you all the time. Like, right. No, you can. You can do hard things, mm. and hard things are going to make you. Mm. Um, yeah, they're going to make you happier. Yeah. Um, not in a Pelagian way that like I have right. to earn my way right. there, but that God wants me to cooperate mm. with what He's doing. Yeah. And uh, and that's part of the call to mission. Yeah. That we have. True. That he wants to use me. To yeah. bring the gospel into the world. And you know what? That's going to yeah. mean I have to be kind of molded. I have to have Ooh. my will yeah. formed to yeah. his. And, and that's where oftentimes transitions come into play. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. And and if, if you can do hard things, it's overwhelming or discouraging, then may I suggest um, holding a rosary while you sleep <laughs> and asking Mary to help. <laughs> that's my softer way of saying, I'm so tired, Lord. I don't know. <laughs> Mary, will you help? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think another thing, another way to kind of think about holiness and just transitions is just striving for self-awareness. This feels like a good season, right? Where we can all just focus a little bit more on being aware of ourselves, both like noticing the feelings <laughs> that yeah. we're experiencing, yeah. but also like getting to know what are the unique gifts that I have been given, right? Yeah. Because, I, and, and maybe I'm always seeing every moment as an opportunity for this, but isn't every moment an opportunity to consider how has the Lord gifted me for this very moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so even in transition, right? And especially as a lot of us think about our jobs changing potentially or tweaking slightly or collaborating more than we have in the past, right? right? We have to know our gifts. We have to know our strengths. If, if we're going to collaborate across parishes, we have to know those more and we should be doing that anyway. Um, and then I think also just within that self-awareness, prayers of renunciation, mm. <laughs> recognizing the ways that we're attacked, recognizing the ways that Satan tries to pull us down um, mm. and renounce, renouncing those. Um, yeah, I think that's another thing I've found to be helpful. I mean, uh, that's a really good point that you make about keeping in mind that it's a spiritual battle we're in. Yeah. Right. We're not just being asked. So I'll take families of parishes here yeah. as an idea. This isn't just a perfunctory kind of move <laughs> we're being asked to make. Right. right. It's the archbishop is kind of our, our shepherd is telling us, OK, this is what it means for us to be more on mission, to yep. have a structure in place yep. that can prepare us for mission. And, you know, this is the grace of the synod. I'm fully convinced that this mm -hmm. families of parishes is is, uh, is a fruit of Synod 16. Mm -hmm. um, and if if we're going to kind of be ready for the challenges of the 21st century, mm -hmm. uh, the challenges we're we're going to see in the in the years and decades ahead, uh, I, I think we have to keep in mind the fact that like. We have the grace of God on our side, mm. and we have mm. <laughs> we have enemies, um, and not not everyone who disagrees is a tool of the evil one, right? Um, Certainly but, not. Yeah, but but there are there is a spiritual calculus to this, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Jesus's victory comes through the cross, yeah. and that's how he fights his spiritual battle, and we have to mm -hmm. be willing to take up our cross, mm -hmm. the cross of transitions, the cross of challenges, and kind of working through mm -hmm. what we're being asked to do mm -hmm. in order to accomplish the spiritual victory the Lord wants to win through us and with us yeah. in his church here in Detroit. Yeah, It's not just yeah. a strategic decision. Right. It's not just a, a practical reality. Right. It's going to come down to each of us 
being faithful in taking yeah. up our part of the spiritual um being part of the yeah. spiritual army of praying sacrificing yeah. and and exercising the virtues yeah. i think and you yeah. kind of pointed to the virtue of yeah. hope yeah. Uh, as as key here for yeah. us to be part of that yeah yeah i think it is yeah and i think also and this is maybe odd to put it under holiness but i think another part of um, growing in holiness in the season is asking open-ended questions Mm. Um, to learn more. You know, I think holiness sometimes we think just means like meekly accepting whatever is said and not inquiring further. Yeah. Um, or conversely, just complaining <laughs> and being a source of division. But <laughs> is it possible that there could be something in between, right, of asking open-ended questions, questions w- that are really asked in, in order to learn more. Yeah. Right? Um, and taking those questions to the person who could answer them. Yeah. Right? And not the five people around me who also don't know. <laughs> but I can, you know, and I realize that's also uh, perhaps an imperfect solution because often the people who we could ask, they don't know right now. Right. right. So a season of transition like this one, at least in the archdiocese, you know, but I think there is still a, a place for holiness with asking those questions and sharing concerns and being open and honest with the person that yeah. you should be open and honest with. Right? I, I, yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, we see it in the stories in scripture and I don't know if we've talked about it here. I've talked about it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, just the different ways people ask questions of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Some Pharisees ask him questions to trip yeah. him up. Yeah. And so uh, we hear some people ask him questions to prove their own righteousness. Right. right. But then there's others who are like, like Nicodemus, Nicodemus coming yeah. to the Lord and like, how can I be born again? What does that mean? Right. Right. And Jesus loves those questions. It's like, I'm trying to understand. Right. Right. I'm not doing it in a way to kind of poke you in the eye and (laughs) say like, or or to trick you. Right. Right. I'm not being a jerk or I'm not, you know, kind of uh, being a little too cutesy and saying like, Oh, how, how is this going to work? But to ask authentically. And I think that that's a great part of holiness. Yeah. It's not just complete passivity. No. It, it's an active participation with God's will. And yeah. that means like, Lord, I, I'm trying to understand this, right? Yeah. I'm obedient. I believe you. Yep. But I know you want me to use my intellect in the yep. gifts you've given me. Absolutely. Um, and, and then I, I guess that's all. Those are all the thoughts I have for holiness. But then my other thoughts for transition would be like considering that in the season of transition, we're called to consider the universal call to mission mm. um, and recognize that, you know, the transitions that we're experiencing in our world with the pandemic, with, I mean, <laughs> every business industry seems to be disrupted, right? Um, with all of those transitions, just recognizing many of our contemporaries, again, are living through these same challenges without the hope we have in Jesus. So, uh, you know, is there a way that God is using this season in our own lives to shake us out of our age-old habits of hanging yeah. out with people who look like us, sound like us, think like us, pray like us, right? To spend more time with people who are different from us, to listen to people. Um, is there a way that God is calling us to, to prioritize just relationships? Hmm. Um, I could go on, but what <laughs> thoughts do you have, Father Steve? He has a very thoughtful look on his face. I, oh, I do? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, th- this call to mission that uh, that we're, we get to participate in, whether ordained or, or lay uh, yeah. brothers and sisters who do this full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think how great it is that, you know, we get to spend our gifts and talents to build up the kingdom. Yeah. And just as people who work in secular industries are trying to figure out how to reach 21st century consumers or True. how to market through new media platforms yeah. or how to anticipate new habits people will have. Yeah. Like, we should be no less committed to yeah. using our gifts and talents and whatever we can glean from yep. the world to build up the kingdom of Christ. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard. 
And it's okay yeah. for us to try to do difficult things, right? Yeah. Like you can do hard things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I know we can, uh, you know, we can, this kind of gets in between the healthy, unhealthy. I think one of the unhealthy ways can be just to focus on the challenges and the problems. Yeah. And you talked about this with expectancy. Mm-hmm. Some of the healthy things are like what we're called to in Unleash the Gospel. Like think about what the church will be like if we live this out. Right. So yeah. like think mm-hmm. about what successful mis- mission is, right. not just for the world to come, but for here and now. Yeah. And um, I think that encourages me and I think can encourage many of us instead yeah. of just saying, OK, the transition, the difficulties we have, like here are the list of problems. Mm. Uh, instead, to recalibrate, yeah. to say, here are all the opportunities, all the opportunities <laughs> yeah. and here's what it could be. Yeah. Right. Like people who have never known Jesus yeah. and who are struggling with addiction, loneliness, yeah. isolation, um, a life without meaning yeah. can suddenly have something profoundly deep yeah. to ground their life in. And yeah. Jesus wants them to have that intimacy with him that's given to us in the gift of the Holy Spirit yeah. when we're baptized and when we live our yeah. life on mission. And yeah. you and I, Beth, and yes. all of our wonderful listeners yes. here in the Archdiocese of Detroit yes. get to be part of that. And yes. so it's hard work. It's yeah. difficult work, but it's hard work because we're trying to do something great. Yeah. And God wants to do something great in us and yeah. through us. And so, you know, yeah. it's okay. And we're going to make some missteps. We're going to fail at times. Yeah. We're going to do something that doesn't work perfectly. Yeah. And that's okay. That's all part of the journey yeah. of getting there. Um, but we can't be um, we can't be afraid of what the, the challenges might be. And, mm. and it, so I think yeah. that call to mission comes with it a little bit of um, – the excitement of what it mm, can be yeah. uh, if we are faithful to the Lord. Right. Isn't it freeing to have the, uh, instead of just focusing on, it feels like it feels like all we do, a lot of what we do, is write down all the problems on this big blackboard, and then we just look at the problems. Right. right? <laughs> Even in the church, right? Well, you know, vocations, and, you know, and, and these are good things. We need to look at them. But then, right, the, the difference you're proposing is instead of just looking at those, we dream and imagine, like, what could the church be if we accept who we are and who we're called to be? Yeah. I feel like a lot of it comes down to our identity. I've been doing a small group with um, a group of women and um, focusing on the missionary identity of the church and the missionary de- our missionary identity. And I was reading also about the Titanic and how, you know, so there were 18 lifeboats that had the, 400. The movie? Not the movie no, Titanic. Not the, the movie. The real Titanic. That the sank. ride. Oh, no. The, no, the, stop it. The what real Titanic. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So there are 18 lifeboats, okay? Mm-hmm. And they had 472 unused spaces on these lifeboats because they launched them without filling them. There were 1,500 people in the waters drowning, and the lifeboats just sat a little ways off. Finally, two lifeboats returned. Finally, after hours, and they only found nine people alive, and six of those people died in the end, right? And so Father James Mallon writes about this exact thing, and he says, As a church, we exist for mission. Like Jesus, we've been sent to seek and save those who are perishing. There are plenty of seats available in the lifeboats. Yet so often as a church, we sit at a safe distance, mm. more concerned with our own needs and comfort. We have so thoroughly forgotten our identity. Lifeboats exist to rescue people, and so does the church. Yeah. Is, it, is, the, is there anything that we could, like, just in this season of transition, is there anything we can just stop doing so we free up some time to be a lifeboat? I realize that's not what all of this is about, but no, I, I, I think feel that's like that's great. what the Lord's calling us to remember. Our identity yeah. is missionary. Yeah. And when we get caught up in the unhealthy habits, 
the unhealthy practices. Um, We use up a lot of time and energy and resources with that, right? So complaining is a problem because it drains the life out of you and it drains the life out of other people. Yes. Um, And there can be, there's times when we do have to look at the problems and and, uh, evaluate and say, do we need to do this? But if all we're doing is complaining, if all we're doing is nitpicking, if all we're doing is saying like, man, look how much work it's going to be going forward. We are sucking the lives out of life out of ourselves and other people. Yeah. And we're kind of using up all that spare capacity uh, in our identity as lifeboats to then go do the work we're meant to do. Yes. Very true. All the energy is gone. Yeah. So tired. <laughs> no energy left. There's a podcast yeah. I listened to very sparingly called Hidden yeah. Brain on NPR. Yeah. And they talked about how people make bad decisions in crisis. Oh. And they said, because you're not thinking straight. Mm. And the, this also talked about, like, they were talking about cycles of poverty that can happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it was also talking about, you know, people in crisis often mm. make bad decisions because um, you're not able to kind of understand all the aspects that mm. uh, you have to deal with. And I think this happens in our church oftentimes, yeah. right? So w- one of the funny things they pointed to is people who struggle making friends mm. then try so hard to make oh, friends that, that they, they can be off-putting, <laughs> right? Oh, no. That like, that, that kind of, you can feel desperate oh. and that can put, that can be off-putting to other people. Yeah. That that can uh, uh, apply itself in lots of different ways. And I think as a church, that can be a challenge sometimes too, right? We look at all the problems we have and then we yeah. just get stressed about yeah. all the problems <laughs> instead yeah. of saying like, no, we need to like there are solutions. We need the virtue of hope and we need to start making progress. And times of transition can really be paralyzing for yeah. for some of us. So I think it's really good yeah. to talk about yeah. these good ways to deal with it. Yeah. Keep in mind our call to holiness, yeah. which is intimacy with God yeah. and which is finding our um, our identity in him. Yeah. And then the fact that God. That intimacy drives us out in mission. Well, since we're talking about transitions today, do you know what I thought I would do, which makes so much sense? I thought I would ask you about the different names for groupings of animals. Oh, is this our fun little end of... This is our fun uh, little end of whatever, yeah. End of the the Mm -hmm. episode game. And it really drives home the transition um, topic because I've transitioned from that topic. (laughs) And you have transitioned so smoothly. I'm not going to complain about it. And that's not what you're doing right now. All right, so passive aggressive complaining yeah, can yeah, be a very I, helpful way. I see way what's happening there. Oh, can it really helpful? Yeah. All right. Well, he's talking a big talk, you guys. He thinks he's going to get all of these right. So um, we're going to go ahead and start. One, all of them the plus way. one. Yes, Which that is, is what nonsense, you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what would you call a group of bats? A group of bats yeah. is called a cavern of bats. A cavern. What is that? No, a colony. A colony. Or a cloud or a camp. So mm-hmm. okay. I can't give you credit for I got for the any C right. I think that's um, half credit. I'm calling half it credit, half credit. Half credit. Okay. Well, I'll do another easy one for you then. Uh, bees. What, what would you call a group of bees? A hive of bees. That seems like it should count, but they're saying a swarm. So. Oh, swarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. A swarm uh, of bees. Okay. Okay. What about buffalo? A group of buffalo. It's a herd of buffalo. A herd. It says a, a, herd. a gang. What, a what gang are you of on? buffalo. Are you on like British <laughs> expressions for hey, animals? You gave me permission to look this up, and <laughs> I don't have to say what source I'm looking. Is this is like the Australian version of this. <laughs> no, it is not Australian. I really don't think, <laughs> but uh, it could be uh, a swarm um, of bees. Yeah, a swarm That's of bees. Awful, That's awful right. Australian accent. Yeah, okay. a gang of buffalo. I a feel gang? like I would just say buffalo. If there was a group of buffalo, I would say, "Look at the buffalo." 
I don't think I would use a different word. But I would say a herd of buffalo. But a herd of buffalo, anyway, and you'd be embarrassed to that, be wrong because well, now you know it's how, to be a gang. That's how I've heard people say it. Oh, that was so <laughs> bad. Gosh, can we edit out that horrible <laughs> pun? Uh, all right, let's see. How about um, a group of fish? Hmm, a herd or a school. There you of go. Fish. <laughs> all right, he's on the board, folks. That was like the T-ball version of it. <laughs> Uh, okay, this one's this one's um I don't I don't I've never heard of this. Jellyfish. A group of jellyfish. Oh. That's called get out of the water. That's yeah. what you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's called your toes. Um, Make yeah. an act of contrition. Yeah, I think um, so. A give me the first letter. S. A You want another letter? I'll give you another sure. letter. S M. A smart? Of no, jellyfish? that's not bad though. A smack. A smack? What is that? A smack. Well, yeah. Do they kind of like smack the water as they go? They do that pulsating. I have pulsating no idea. Move? Okay, so maybe that's it. Yeah, uh, these seem hard. I'm going to give you another one. Um, turkeys. <laughs> well, we talked about this before I know, we came out. I know, which I'm giving you And an I thought opening. it was a gobble of turkeys. Yeah. And now I'm trying to remember. See? I gave you the answer. You said you were going to get them all right, plus one. This is your plus one, bud. A gobble of, it's not no, a gobble not of turkeys. Gobble. It, it should be a gobble, but Why? I haven't convinced. Because they say that? <laughs> yeah. Is um, a group of cows a moo? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. I am getting a lot of shade here. <laughs> um, a, a rafter. A rafter. A rafter, which I don't even feel like that's a real thing, but I've looked did that you one know up that, pretty Ron? extensively. Ron did not know no, that No, nobody knows it's a rafter. <laughs> so if you I've use any <laughs> of these terms, you would be corrected socially. They'd be like, what are G- you talking about? Give me about? a couple more, because I have right. heard of some of them. All right. Yeah, fair. These may be all very hard ones. Uh, uh, wolves. A pack of wolves. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, that seems good. How about a group of tigers? A pride of tigers. I'll take it. Yeah. What do you mean you'll take it? I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, is it right? You think it's right? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're right, calling like, it like a she, like streak. She's, like she's giving out of her out of her large ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> I shall allow that. I deign to it says call here, that a correct answer. It says here a streak of tigers. See, you, you I'm are just on saying, some no, Australian, I have switched sites. British, These are all the same. No. Some Mm-mm. Icelandic version no, of this. No, no, no. Well, folks, um, perhaps next time, if you'd like to tune in again, I will be humiliated next month <laughs> with our I'll, closing quiz. I'll get to quit. You did much better on cheeses I than did, I did, but on they were animals. a little easier, perhaps. But yeah, you okay. came in strong. I felt like you had like studied this up. You know, I I don't know. Um, well, folks, thank you uh, for being a part of our podcast. Transitions are hard. Um, but the Lord has good things for us in seasons of transition, right? He speaks. Um, he is near. So let's walk through these seasons of transition with expectancy and um, look look to see where he's moving in our lives. Thanks for tuning in for another Encounter Grow Witness podcast. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this with a friend. We'd love more people to be in the conversation.